rock of all ages. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the Heavenly Father. The beginning and the end. Much more than this, my friend. He's the Son of Man. He's coming back again. I know Jesus is the Father. I know Jesus is the Son. I know Jesus somebody next to you just tell them how good it is to see them this morning in the house of the Lord it's a great day it's going to be a wonderful time in the Lord this morning amen thank you so much for being here if you are a guest with us today let me say welcome to apostolic life and thank you so much for joining us this Sunday morning why don't we give our guests a great hand of appreciation Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come and worship with us. Amen. You can be seated. We have just a couple of quick announcements, and our children are going to be preparing for Dollar March. That uh, When you give to Dollar March, let me remind you, you are supporting Bible quizzing and Sunday school and children's ministries uh, here and on the district level, so it's a wonderful thing to give to. And as they're preparing, let me make these couple of announcements. Don't forget 
Tuesday night family prayer. The sanctuary will be open from 3 to 8. So you're welcome to come. All that we ask is that you help us gauge the effectiveness of this new prayer structure by simply signing your name and what time you arrive. Uh, Not what time you leave, just what time you arrive when you come in the door for prayer. Just to kind of help us gauge how the new format is working and uh, how much it's uh, helping others be, you know, be able to come and to pray here in the sanctuary. So that's Tuesday from three to eight. Wednesday, you don't want to miss midweek. It's going to be a wonderful time. And then two announcements looking a little further out on the calendar. February the 11th. Everybody say February the 11th. February the 11th is our But God Marriage Banquet uh, with Brother Jerry. Dylan and Sister Sandra Dylan, you don't want to miss that event. It's going to be a wonderful time. If you've not registered or if you need more information, please let us know. We'll be glad to get you any information that you need or help you get registered for that banquet. Uh, also, the Keenagers on February the 12th will be having a Keenagers meet and greet. Uh, that is going to be at 9 a.m. Uh, that's going to be a wonderful time that you don't want to miss. So go ahead and mark your calendar for that Sunday morning to join the Keenagers uh, for coffee and pastries and fellowship uh, before service, and it's going to be a wonderful time. Thank you so much for being here. Again, if you're a guest with us today, welcome. Please make yourself at home. We're just come to magnify Jesus together. Whatever the Lord wants to do, that's what we want to happen in this place. And he's able to do exceeding and abundant. He's able to do whatever you've come in with a need of in your life. The Lord's able to work for you today. Amen. And if you have not had a chance to fill out a Connect card, please stop by the Information Center or see one of our ushers and fill one of those out. We have a gift for you today just as a thank you for being our guest. Our children are coming at this time. If you get your dollars ready, we will give in support of children's ministries and Bible quizzing and Sunday school this morning in our dollar march.
right. Why don't we give all of our children a great hand? We are blessed with a tremendous group of children. Thank you so much for giving to Dollar March this morning. She's going to say ladies first, so I may as well look this direction. 62 for the girls this morning. She says it's cute. 116 for the boys this morning. Great job by all. Thank you so much. Our Sunday school classes are going to make their way out at this time while they're uh, making their way to class. Our ushers are going to come. We're going to worship the Lord through giving of tithes and offerings this morning and prepare to transition into our worship service. There are no doubt many needs that have walked into this building today, many that we can think of that are in need of a healing touch. We want to remember Sister Clayton this morning as she is making a recovery. We're going to pray for the Lord to continue to strengthen her today. But if you have a need this morning, why don't you just let that be known by the uplifting of your hand. And if you know beyond a doubt that God is able, why don't you lift up your other hand right now and lift up your voice to heaven. And let's just ask the Lord to move and to minister in this place. Lord, we know that you care for us. And you invite us to cast our cares on you. Lord, so we bring every need and every situation and every circumstance, God, in, in our lives. We bring it before you because we know that you, O oh Lord, are perfect in all things. You're perfect in all of your dealings with men. Lord, you are able to give strength. You are able to encourage. You are able to heal. You are able to deliver. We ask you to do whatever you desire in this place today. We yield everything that we are. We yield everything that we have. We ask you, oh God, to come and to move and to minister however you desire. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done. In the name of the Lord Jesus, why don't we clap our hands together and let's magnify the Lord across this house. I count on one thing. The same God that never fails will not fail me now. You won't fail me now.
to love him. Let's lift our hands toward him and begin to love him. And hallelujah. Hunger for his presence, for his visitation, for his touch. Hallelujah. Oh, he's the reason that we came here today. And we're the reason that he is here today. You can remain standing. We do want to say thank you to each and every one of our guests. Let's give our guests a warm welcome and a great big thank you. Amen. Praise God. Sister Mabel was telling me right before service or during the worship, she's back out in the back row there worshiping. She said, Brother Robin, someone told me one day that this wasn't all necessary. Talking about worship. She said, but what I read in the Bible, everybody that Jesus touched done something. They didn't just sit there. They leaped. They danced. They shouted. Oh, hallelujah. You know, I I want that kind of touch from him because when he touches us, something changes. When he touches us, there's power and there's a purpose in in him touching our lives. How many of you that Jesus has touched? Have you ever felt his touch? <laughs> Woo! I said, have you ever felt his touch? Mm. Praise God. Just remain standing. Uh, it's good to have Brother and Sister Givens with us. I've been reaching for them to come here for quite a while, but they pastor, and it's tough to get away, and I understand that. But I was down for a uh, my cousin's funeral went by and preached for them so used a little leverage there to get them here amen but it is an honor amen brother Givens is my best friend in the world and uh, I was his wife's youth pastor for a while so I got her all straightened out ready to be a pastor's wife <laughs> no, no no this is a precious lady we love them appreciate them we'll say more tonight want them to come and take their liberty. She'll be singing tonight. Amen. So she promised to do that if I let her off the hook this morning. Let's welcome Brother Gibbons as he comes and preaches the word. And let's respond to what God's going to tell us today. Amen. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. I'm thankful for God's goodness and his mercy. Amen. And I'm excited to be here with you. Amen. And, uh, man, what is beautiful around here. Amen. All the, the remodel. And, man, this is fabulous. Amen. And one thing that has not changed, though, in all the remodeling, amen, is the wonderful presence of the Lord, amen, that you always feel here, amen, at Apostolic Life. And I'm thankful for that. Amen. And, uh, uh, I'm tempted just to fill out one of the connect cards, and uh, but I feel like I, I'm already connected. But I mean, it's just, man, you want to connect to something like this, Amen. But it is good to see you, Amen. I love Brother Robbins as as he stated. I mean, my dearest friend, Amen. Uh, I take always take great pleasure when I get to introduce Brother Robbins somewhere. And uh, the first time I did it, I, I kind of caught a little look on him. I said, you know, he's would tell all of his accomplishments and said he's the father 
and I talk about that, but I'd always say he's the father of two wonderful children. And he kind of looked at me, and I said, and then there's Clay. Amen. And it is so good to see Clay and Lexi today. Amen. And uh, I thought today when he brought Lily up here to the dollar march, I said, my goodness, he's already up here. So I hadn't even worked hard yet. He's up here at the front. Amen. I got to give him a hard time. And I promise you, he gives it back. Amen. And uh, But it's so good to see them. So good to see each of you in the house of the Lord. Amen. I do give honor to Brother Robbins. Amen. The fabulous job. Amen. That he's done here. Give honor to this church. Give honor to Brother and Sister Miller, our district youth president. Amen. And uh, I, I told him I, I'm, I'm just in awe of him. He's got a pulpit presence. And just he, he can do announcements good. Amen. I'm envious of that. Amen. I'm going to direct your attention today to Matthew 9 and verse 27. Matthew 9 and verse 27. Amen. Uh, thank you for loving Brother Robbins and his family. Amen. Uh, all that you do for him. Amen. Uh, I'm so appreciative of you. Amen. And uh, we talk. Um, most of the time taught daily amen but if not daily every few days and uh i'm just i'm just so thankful amen for not only the work that he's done here and of course god's done it through him but the work that you do amen and uh it's not his church of course it's not your church it's his church amen but it's uh it's it's a collective effort Amen. And uh, you have put in a lot of work. Amen. And it shows. Amen. First class. First class. Amen. Matthew 9 and verse 27. The word of God tells us. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him. So they came to where he was at. And Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? And they said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And the first uh, few words of verse 30, and, he, and their eyes were opened. Amen. And their eyes were opened. Amen. I'm thankful to be with you today. Let's pray and ask the Lord just to minister his word to us today to talk to us. Lord, we love you. We are so very thankful for all that you do. I'm thankful for your word. I'm thankful for your people, God, or that are in this house, dear God. I pray, God, that your word would go forth to minister, God, to break every yoke, dear God. Let the anointing to rest in this house, dear God, that you would move in a mighty way. God, that you would minister, dear Jesus, and just touch, dear Lord, to have your way to let the Holy Ghost to speak to us, to talk to us, to minister to us today. I love you, Savior. I give you honor. I give you all praise. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord? Amen. Lift him up. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you as you are seated today. Amen. You know, the church is a wonderful place to be. Amen. I love going to church. I love being in the house of God, in the presence of of God's people. But there's one thing about the church. It's full of problematic people. I had somebody, uh, an elder, tell me one time, said, Brother Givens, said, uh, uh, if you got people in the church, you got problems. But now, if you don't have people, you got problems. And so, either way, you might as well take the people with the problems. Amen. And I'm thankful that the church is full of problematic people because I am one of those people. Amen. Now, I know I'm talking to an elect group of people here. Could you imagine if everybody was as perfect as you are? I mean, it would be hard to measure up. I mean, you just imagine if it was that way. Amen. And we look at some of the patriarchs in the Word of God in the Bible, and you find out that there is hope for us all. We read about Abraham. Uh, he, get, he gets the title of the father of the faithful, but you find that he lied. Noah, a just and perfect man of his generation, got drunk. David, a man after God's own heart. Hate to admit it, but he's an adulterer and a murderer. Saul, who became Paul, he was a persecutor of the church. Amen. So, you know, with all of that, sometimes I read those and I kind of feel good about my problem. Well, I, I hadn't done all of those. But the good thing about the church is we, we're glad that you're here. We want you to come as you are, but we don't want you to leave like you came. And that's what I'm going to preach to you today. Come as you are, but don't leave like you came. Amen. You know what connects us to all of these with these folks and the Word of God? It's like Job said in Job 14 and 1. He said, man that is born of woman is of a few days and full of trouble. What connects us is we all have trouble in our life. Trouble, problems, situations, issues. Amen. Whatever pretty name you want to put on it, that's us. That paints a picture in our life. Amen. And the Bible and the present day church is full of folks with trouble. Amen. But the great thing about it, we found grace and mercy in the sight of the Lord. Amen. We have found, amen, that God truly is everything that the Word of God says He is. Amen. That He's not limited to what He used to be. He still is. Amen. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. Amen. He's a way maker. Amen. And he's still a savior today. Amen. I am so thankful for that. Amen. I, I love the Bible stories that give me hope because you find people that their lives are messed up. 
I love the story of Rahab. You find her name mentioned seven times in the Bible. We're introduced to her in Joshua, the second chapter, verse one. And, and you re- read it. It says, and Joshua, the son of Nun, amen, sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and they came into an harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. Now, this is how we're introduced to Rahab. She, she's told, and the Bible names her, her occupation, her identity, what she is, her problem. Rahab the harlot. That's what we preach about her. That's what we know about her. Amen. And so you look at that, but that's not the final word about her. Amen. Because you scroll on through and you get to Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Amen. It says in verse 31, by faith, the harlot Rahab Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. Amen. You look at that, Hebrews 11 chapter the hall of the faithful the heroes of the faith amen you find that she's listed there amen among the who's who of faith amen of people that stepped out from what they were amen and they became what God was going to use them to be amen she might have started out with some problems amen but she'd ended up with some faith in her life amen that gives me hope amen that not I'm not what I'm all I'm going to be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. Amen. I'm thankful that we don't have to walk into a, a church full of perfect people. Amen. But we're a people that's full of problems. Amen. That everybody can come into. Amen. That everybody can find the grace and mercy that we found. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they never tell us her name, only her issue. She had an issue, a problem, if you would, for 12 years. And it's what she's known by. We still talk about her. She's been healed of the issue a whole lot longer than what she had it. But we still talk about the woman with the issue of blood. We label her by her problem. That's not just Bible things that we do. We we do that in our life. We we label people. It's not really that we mean to, but we just put those labels on people. We we you know if, if say well, well there's old red, you can rest assured he's got red hair. You, 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 you just label things what well, they're shorty. Well, he's going to be short. But I'm going to tell you something, men, don't ever mess with a man named Tiny. That label's not going to be true. He's not going to be tiny. We get that one wrong. That'll get you in trouble if you're not careful on that one. 
Amen. And, and then, not only that, not only the descriptions, but still like this woman with the issue, Brother Robbins, we are labeled by those issues. We may not constantly call that out. Amen. But we do that. Amen. And we even label ourselves. We've got an issue. We've got a problem. This is what's wrong with me. Amen. And you find that that's what Matthew, Mark, and Luke do. That's what we've done. Amen. For 12 years, she had this problem. But you know what? She decided one day that she was not going to leave like she came. Amen. She heard that it was Jesus that was coming. Amen. And she said, you know what? I might have come with an issue. I might have come with a problem, but I'm going to leave with a promise. Amen. Because she reached all the way back into the Old Testament. Amen. That said the Son of Man, the Son of God, was going to rise with healing in his wings. Amen. And she said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Amen. You see, you might have come in with a problem today. You might have come in with an issue today. We all did. We all have. Amen. But you don't have to leave like you came. Amen. You can leave with promise in your life today. Amen. I love this story because this woman's determination was to go home different than what she came. Amen. She came with the disease, but she left healed. Amen. And I want to tell you something. You might have come in with your issue. You might have come in with your sickness. You might have come in with your problem. Amen. But I'm here to tell you, he is a promise keeper today. Amen. You can leave with promise. Amen. Isaiah 53 and 5. It puts all of it on us. He was wounded for our transgressions. Not his. He didn't have any. He was bruised for our iniquities. Us. All those things in our life. Amen. We're not perfect. I, I mean, you know, there's sometimes in introducing preachers, man, we go above and beyond. And I've been introduced some places I thought, wow, they don't know me. <laughs> if they knew me, they wouldn't say that. Because I know me. I'm thankful that he did something about my transgression and my iniquity. Amen. And he did it for yours. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Amen. Isaiah captures that in all of our promise or all of our problems. Amen. He gives a promise. Amen. In all of our trouble. Amen. He gives a triumph. Amen. Because it's because of what he done for us that we can be healed. Amen. Our transgressions, our iniquities, our problems. But it was his stripes that bring our healing. He paid the price for our salvation, for your salvation. Amen. I'm thankful for him. I'm thankful. Lift up your hands and praise him. Thank you, God, for what you've done. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. His story is found in three gospels, but in only one of them is he named. 
In all three, he's known by his problem, and we still call him by his problem today. Mark 10 and verse 46 tells us, they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, and a, and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Many charged him that they should hold, that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. You see, there was many there, amen, that they should have been crying out as well. But people that don't recognize their issue, they always want to silence everybody else. Amen. But yeah, you, the, the problem was he knew he had an issue. Amen. He knew what his was. Amen. And Jesus may not pass that way anymore. So he said, I've got to cry out. And he cried that much more. Amen. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible tells us that Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man. They called the man that had the problem. Amen. Saying unto him be of good comfort rise he calleth thee and he casting away his garment rose and came to Jesus amen that's great faith amen I'm not going to need this any longer amen I'm going to get up from where I'm at and I'm going to go to Jesus amen if anybody had an excuse to remain amen seated in his problem it's this man amen if anybody had a reason amen to be held down by the problem amen that's kind of an oxymoron jesus is calling for you he's blind why don't jesus go to him because there's a principle you need to get up from where you're at you got to get up out of that problem and you got to walk to him amen you got to determine amen your promise is greater than your problem he casting away his garment, amen, he didn't gripe, he didn't fuss, he didn't say I can't because of my problem, I'm limited by my lack of vision, but he got up from where he was at. He cast off a garment that identified him and said I'm walking into a new identity, I'm walking in something new today, amen, I'm going to leave a problem behind and I'm going to walk in a promise. And I love when Jesus asked him, in, 50, in verse 51, Jesus answered and said unto him, What will that I should do unto thee? The blind man, I love this. He said that I might receive. He could have just said sight. That's what he's after, what you would think. He didn't say that. That I might receive my I don't want what you got for Brother Robbins. I don't want what you got for Brother Dylan. I don't want what you got for Brother Miller. I want mine. I want mine. Amen. I want to get up and leave my problem behind for my 
promise. Amen. For what you got for me. Amen. And Jesus said unto him in verse 52, go thy way. Thy faith had made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight. Amen. His sight. Amen. I want what you got for me. Amen. And I want to tell you something. God's got something for you. Amen. He wants to do something for you that's personal in your life. Amen. Not just what he does for everybody else. Amen. What he's got for you. All these stories, what do they have in common? They didn't leave the same way they came. They came with problems. Problems that were part of their identity. Amen. But they left healed. They left changed. Amen. They left different. Amen. And I want to tell you something. On this Sunday morning. Amen. You have the same promise today. Amen. Second Corinthians 5 and 17. Amen. It inspires me. I love it. Amen. And I read it often. Amen. Just to remind the enemy that I've got a hope. That I've got a future. Amen. That I got a promise. Because therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things are become new. Amen. I'm not what I used to be. Amen. I'm not going back to what I was. Amen. But I'm going to promise in the Lord. John the 8th chapter. And I'm hastening to a conclusion. John the 8th chapter. I've got a lot of favorites, I reckon, if you would, but I love the book of John. The humanity of Jesus. And I love the 8th chapter. Scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. And we got the law. Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? They did this to tempt him. They could accuse him, but... Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground. Wrote on the ground. As though he heard them not. And they continued asking and he lifted himself up and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and he wrote on the ground. And they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one, beginning at the eldest even unto the last, and Jesus was left alone. And the woman standing in the midst, when Jesus had lifted him up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? I love this. A woman that was caught, a woman that was guilty. She said, no man, Lord, 
And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. He didn't condemn, he didn't condone, because he said, Go and sin no more. This woman was caught. There's no denying the facts. There's no excuses that can be given. All that remains is judgment. And to be honest, that has already been given for most that were there that day. But Jesus did something so amazing. He told them to go ahead with your judgment if anybody that's worthy. Anybody that you're without sin, go ahead and cast the first stone. But he stooped down and he began to write. The Bible says he wrote on the ground. That's important. It's important. A lot of people just miss over that, but it's the ground. Brother Robbins, you prayed through in 88. I wonder if Danny Robbins would have been standing there if he would have wrote an act and put 1987 on it. Brother Dylan, I don't know what year you came to the Lord, but I wonder if he would have wrote an act and then put the year before. And they look down and they see that I'm not without sin. I'm not without problems. You see, there's sometimes people look and they think as preachers we don't have any problems. There's sometimes I feel so guilty because I feel like I got more problems than anybody. But the beautiful thing about this story, there's so many powerful points in that story. He wrote on the ground. And Brother Robbins, before anybody else could ever see, he was able to wipe it away. Everything, every problem of the past with just a swipe of his hand. What that fall powerful finger had just wrote, Brother Miller, he was able to take with the palm of that hand and wipe it away. That palm that would stretch out into a future and a palm that would stretch out into the past. That palm that could wipe out every problem. That could offer a promise. Oh, do you recognize the beauty of that moment? Riding on the ground. He's not chiseling in stone. There's some things he's going to chisel in stone. There's some law that we don't want to break, but there's some problems. He said, I'm going to wipe out. There's some mercy that's going to be shown. There's some grace that's going to be given. You see, today, the Lord spoke so specific to me last night. 
Today I'm preaching to somebody you've been caught. I don't know what act you were caught in. I don't know who your accusers are. But you've been caught. You walked into this place guilty. There's no denying that. You're guilty. And I'm not preaching to you a message of problems today. I'm preaching to you a message of promise. You don't have to walk out the same way you walked in. This woman found out no matter the circumstance that brought you before Jesus. As a matter of fact, most people that come to the Lord, they come because of problems. They don't become because of promises. They come because of problems. They come because problems have caught them and overwhelmed them. And today, I know there's at least one person. You're here because you've been caught. But no matter what brought you, just a moment with the Master can change the way you leave. We're so glad that you came today. But please don't leave the same way you came. Don't leave with your problem. Leave with your promise. Our text in Matthew 9 and 27, Jesus departed thence, and two men followed him, crying, saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said, Believe ye that I'm able to do this. They answered, Yea, Lord. And he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were open. Today, they got up from where they were at. It wasn't by happenstance that they followed him. They got up from where they were at. They came with a determination. And he said, according to your faith. You see, you might have walked into this place feeling like you had no faith. But that's not true. You're here because you've got a measure of faith. You're here because just by chance, it just might be. That you can have your promise. Maybe you've tried everything else. Maybe you've done everything else that you know to do. And you thought, what else have I got to lose? I'm called, I'm guilty. I'm glad you're in the house today. Because according to your faith, you came to the right place. According to your faith, he's able to open your eyes today into a brand new promise with him, into a brand new future. Would you stand with me today if you're able and it's comfortable? Amen. All of these, they all came with a problem, but they all left with promise. You can leave the same way today. 
You might have come with problems, but you don't have to leave that same way. You might have come with judgment hanging over your head. Amen. But you don't have to leave the same way you came. Amen. You might have come in guilty today, but you can leave redeemed today. You might have walked in with condemnation today, but you can walk out with liberty today. Amen. You might have walked in struggling today, but you can walk out shouting. Amen. I'm glad you're here today, but don't leave like you came today. Amen. I wish today, amen, as the saints of God would begin to lift up their voice. Amen. I'm somebody the Lord is drawing and ministering today. Amen. It might be a child of God that's struggling. Amen. It might be someone that you're wanting more of what God's got. Amen. You're trying to figure out your sight, your promise. Amen. I wish today you'd step out in that aisle. Amen. Make your way down to a front, the front with the determination. Amen. I'm not going home the same way I came. Amen. I'm not going home in the same struggle that I've been living in. Amen. I'm going to go home with promise today. Amen. There's been problems in my life. Amen. Preacher, there's problems. Amen. I've been called. I'm guilty. Amen. But I want to go home with this promise you're talking about. Amen. You can go home with the newness of life. Amen. You can go home with the Holy Ghost. Amen. You can repent. Amen. Of your sins. You can be baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus for the remission, the removal of those sins. Get them out of your life. Wash them away. Amen. And you can receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost today with the evidence of speaking in tongues. A new life. A new tongue. Amen. He can change your life today. You don't have to leave the way that you came. You don't have to leave the way you came. I'm glad you're here. But don't leave like you came. Maybe you need healing. Amen. Maybe there's an issue in your body. Amen. Maybe there's something going on. Amen. You don't have to leave the way you came. There's elders. Amen. That can lay on of hands, anoint with Paul. Amen. And our God's a healer. Amen. You've been struggling. Amen. Don't let the moment pass you by. Amen. Come today with the determination. Amen. I'm not leaving the way I came. Amen. Come with the determination. Amen. I'm going to leave healed. I'm going to leave changed. I'm going to leave with promise today. Amen. I'm not walking out the same way I walked in. You got promise today. You got promise today. You got promise today. There's hope. There's hope today. There's hope in this house. Oh, God's drawing. Lord Jesus, you know. And I pray today, God, I pray your presence. I pray the moving of your spirit to reach down and touch. God, your word to go forth. We don't have to leave the same way we came, God. We can leave this house with promise. Amen. We can leave this house, dear God, with our past wiped away. With our struggles, God, can come victory today. In the name of Jesus. I'm glad you came. But don't leave the same way.
leave with promise today. Leave with hope today. Oh, let's lift up our hands and love him. Let's worship him today.